foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. As we grow in Christian faith, Janie, 2 Peter chapter 1 gives us some building blocks for that growth. And starting in verse 5, it says, Giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. Now, we spoke last time about virtue and knowledge. Now we come to self-control. And we know that self-control is not something that we can gain without the Holy Spirit, even though it says it's self-control. We realize what a poor job we've done if we don't rely on the knowledge that has been given us by the Spirit to be our strength. And we know what the cost is when the family fusses and feuds and Mm -hmm. fights and is selfish. Well, self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Exactly. It's it's about disciplining our behavior. So we could really say the way to make sure that you are working with self-control is to go over and look at what the fruit of the spirits are in Galatians 5. Right. Okay. And then it says to self-control, perseverance. And that to me just simply says you must persevere. There is a battle. There is an uphill walk to constantly operate under self-control, evidenced by the fruit of the Spirit, by the power of the Spirit. And perseverance isn't fun because it requires discipline as well. Yes, it does. It requires denial of self. Mm -hmm. But Sharon, there's one thing that we need to look at in this passage is it is progressive. And we need to look at this, that you're probably not going to have brotherly kindness when you haven't learned virtue. Oh. Oh. You're not going to know what true agape love is if you haven't learned to be diligent in what you know. This is like climbing a ladder step by step by step. You start with your faith, and then you are diligent in what you do. So when people read Second Peter, these precepts, these truths, these character developments, it's a progressive thing. The ultimate goal really is to have a life of godliness, which comes through your persevering on all these other qualities, and godliness will produce a kindness, a brotherly kindness, a family kindness. And to that family kindness, then you have agape love, the sacrificial love of being willing to lay down your life for your other family members. Right. But you will have applied these other qualities before 
you will be willing to have the habit of constantly being willing to sacrifice for others. So diligence is before every single one of these. So we give all diligence to add to our faith virtue and give all diligence to add to our knowledge self-control. And diligence is total commitment. Yeah. Yes. And that's why this passage is so beautiful, because this is not something that you're going to obtain in 24 hours, but it's a guideline. And then when you start to see yourself otherwise, you can go back and see what it is where the enemy has allowed to pull you from the ultimate goal. And really, Janie, the ultimate goal is agape love. Yes. And we can't truly love God until we realize that he first loved us. That's right. Now, Sharon, the cross is not easily understood. Most people, it's just getting out of hell and into heaven. And when you start to explain the wonder of the cross and the cross the Lord has asked us to carry, Uh there is great resistance because all of self has to be willing to give up all of self. Right. And there is resistance to that and, in fact, even antagonism. And the enemy will come in at every different point when you start to apply the principles of the cross and being crucified. And he will bring up all kinds of doubts, questions, So we have to be really willing to enjoy 2 Peter chapter 1 as we understand Romans 6. Right. right. And uh, that takes a willingness to practice 2 Peter in being diligent and Uh in seeking to knowledge. But the depths of the cross is the most wonderful thing, and it is the centralness of our life And for that reason, the enemy has tried to cloud it. Do you think that some of the knowledge that we obtain is knowledge about our own heart that we see in ourselves that would help us? Because, you know, we see in in Psalm 19 where David said, show me my hidden my hidden faults and my secret sins. And so there there are things in our heart that we don't know about. And so some of that knowledge that the Lord gives us through the diligence to add virtue, you know, we see where we've lied. So we replace that with honesty. We see where we've been selfish. Well, and we, un- we, we joyfully accept the benefits of the cross. Mm-hmm. But then it also talks in Romans 6, 6 about the crucifixion of our old nature. Right. And that does take him showing us the hidden faults that we don't realize we're still resisting. That takes what you've talked about, the renewal of our mind in Romans 12. Right. But uh, we want to take a half-truth and take the benefits and the blessings of the cross without taking the crucifixion that the Lord said he has already done and we were with him. But Sharon, that doesn't make logical sense. That was 2,000 years ago. I'm struggling today. But he did that 2,000 years ago, and he says we were with him positionally when he crucified our flesh. 
We've had lessons in the past where we've talked mm-hmm. about the old man being fenced off. Right. And so that kind of truth needs to come back and be incorporated so that we can really fulfill mm-hmm. what Second Peter is talking about. Well, that so resonates with me, Janie, to see how these verses give me direction on how to build on the foundation of faith in Christ Jesus. And here is in verse 8, Sharon. Now, if these things are yours that you've just stated, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. So you will understand why the Lord is asking you to do these things that you are. Now, in verse 9, He says, now, if you choose not to do these things, then you are really short-sighted, even to the point of being blind, and you have forgotten that you were cleansed from your old sins. Hmm. And sometimes getting too busy, getting too busy. Wrapped up in the rituals of Christianity, traditions. Or Sharon, even doing the right thing the wrong way. Mm. And that involves knowing when to speak and when to shut up. And getting caught up in our own opinions. Yes, okay. yes. Now, here is, here is the blessing. Verse 10, Therefore, brethren, even be more diligent to make your call, your vocation, your job, your election, sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. Wow. Mm. Now, you might stub your toe once in a while. (laughs) Okay. But you won't stumble with reverting back into that old lifestyle that you have been delivered from. Then, in closing... Peter just says in verse 12, he says it again in 13, he says it again in 15 of 2 Peter, the first chapter. I've got to remind you of these things, and I've got to keep reminding you of these things so that you will be established in the present. But then I need to stir you up by reminding you again. Uh And by the way, I want this to be so full of diligence that even after I'm gone, You will have what I have said to you in this chapter as a reminder to stick to what was very opened up to us, the divine power. Right. All right? Okay. So if you really had this chapter and nothing else but the Spirit and you were listening, you could really start to grow in the family of God and be fruitful unto others. Well, you know, Janie, it reminds me of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, where it talks about the foundation being Christ and us being the temple of the Holy Spirit and how we are building that temple. And these are kind of building blocks to me. They are, So you think about Mm -hmm. building. What am I building for you in my heart, Lord, for you to reside, for you to dwell there. Well, Sharon, Peter and Paul were really working together on these truths. They had the same mindset because they were in the same family of God. They were working for the same goal of unity and oneness and oneness. Right. 
And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.